I'm a female in my early 20s, and I'm working part-time in a clothing shop while studying at university. I love my job, but there's one coworker that I just cannot stand, and things have been slowly getting worse. I'll call this coworker Alice, and her fiance Jay. I'll describe them briefly. Alice is 50 and very masculine. She has very short hair and wears men's clothing, which I have no issue with. Jay is 68 and he has a walking stick and is extremely tall. Alice has missing teeth and smells horrible. Jay smells bad too, but at least he has all his teeth. They both have rough accents and I can tell they're originally from a rough area of the city that we reside in. Now on with the story. When I first met Alice, she completely ignored my attempts to introduce myself, which I found incredibly rude. I met her four more times, and every time she completely ignored me, just stared at me. One day she came in to speak to my manager about something, and my other coworker who I'll call Beth. Beth asked me in front of Alice if I'd ever met Alice, and I said yes, that I'd said hello to her a few times. Petty, I know, but it wasn't me that was the problem, and Alice was pissing me off. Well, Beth introduced us, and Alice stared at us both, not really saying anything. Beth said how long I'd been working there, and Alice again said nothing. At this point, Beth had stared at us both and tried a few more times. On the sixth attempt, Alice finally acknowledged me. The whole time she was in the stockroom area which is behind the tills and she stared at me. I could feel her eyes on me and every time I turned around she was staring. I found it creepy and Beth told me it was weird that Alice was so rude and standoffish with me. She told me that Alice's personality is very loud and bold and she's not shy at all. I'm always weary of gossiping, so I didn't say too much, just agreed that it was weird. I had already decided that I didn't like Alice, but that I'd have to be civil. I'd see her in the street sometimes when I was waiting on the bus home from uni. I commute and don't live on campus. Every time I saw her and she saw me and would just gawp at me. I told my friends and they told me that she seemed fascinated by me. I didn't really see how that could be the case, but she clearly had some problems with me. I saw her twice with a tall man who I later learned was her partner, Jay. She only worked one day a week, so I didn't work with her, but then she changed her shifts and she started working two days with me. I really tried to be nice, but it was hard. The first time we were working together, she sort of acknowledged that she ignored me before. She told me that she remembered seeing me around and then stared at me. She started talking very fast and I was honestly surprised she wasn't ignoring me. She told me a bunch of stuff about her personal life. How she has a fiance named Jay and he's 68 and she's 50. I told her it was nice that she had someone who made her happy because she told me he was her whole world. She suddenly got aggressive out of nowhere saying, yeah, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. We don't give a fuck. I was very taken aback by this. I hadn't said anything at all judgmental or negative. I said she shouldn't care, that as long as they're happy it's no one's business. She stared at me again 
and I felt uneasy. She then began telling me about her sex life with him, and I felt awkward as hell. I don't want to say my age, but I'm only in my early 20s. I've had my experiences, but I just feel awkward talking about sex with older people. It's different if we're close friends, but I didn't know Alice, and here she was going into extreme detail about her sex life. She told me that even though she's masculine, she really loves being submissive, and she loves when Jay takes her home and does it rough. I tried to just nod and be polite, but I was uncomfortable. When I went home later that night, I had started to wonder if I was being silly. I mean, we all are adults here. Maybe this was normal and I was just being too reserved. But I couldn't ignore that it just felt really weird. On our next shift together, we had some slinky dresses to sort through. This excited Alice, and she kept saying how she wanted to buy it all for Jay. She told our other co-worker that she should buy some for her boyfriend, and that it was a woman's job to be sexy for her man. This honestly made me roll my eyes. It irritated me because I don't think it's a woman's job to be sexy for a guy, boyfriend or not. She asked me if I had a partner, and I stupidly told her no, which was true. She quizzed me further, and I ended up telling her that I've been single for about a year now. She just stared at me. That whole day she made sexual jokes, and most of them weren't even funny. And again, started talking to me all about her sex life. She tended to say all this to me and not my other co-worker, which I picked up on. Every time I was working with her, she just annoyed me. She would constantly fart right next to me and tell me she had to take a dump. She smelled really disgusting too, like damp mold. I noticed that she had some missing teeth as well. She kept telling me that she was so masculine, yet she has a man and loves being submissive, and I didn't understand why she kept going on about it. I mean, I could see that she's masculine, and it should be obvious I don't care, because I'm nothing but polite to her, and her having a man is fine. She started being aggressive with some of our other co-workers, screaming at someone that she wanted her shift changed once, even after he told her he'd change it. One time she was talking about Jay, and she told me his children aren't in his life. She told me that his daughters were selfish bitches, and she actually called his ex-wife the sea slur for a woman. This all sounded like red flags to me, but it's her life, I guess. She told me that his daughters wanted money off of him, and his ex wanted him back, but apparently Jay told them, Nah, Alice is way better than you guys, and she's sexier. I actually had to suck up my cheeks to stop laughing at that. It reads like something a 10-year-old would write. She was so embarrassing, and sometimes her relationship sounded like a Wattpad fan fiction. She then began ranting about his ex and children, and how much she hated them all. Then she went on a homophobic rant seemingly out of nowhere, insulting gay men and calling them slurs. This made me angry, and I flat out ignored her at this point because I didn't want to get into a fight. Now, I really disliked Alice from the beginning pretty much, but this homophobic rant was the final nail in the coffin. It was then that I knew that she was definitely a truly disgusting person that I never wanted to be around. Also, she's shouting all of this in a store where anyone could hear. It was so uncomfortable. She was acting like a menace. 
I said that I had to go to the bathroom and I hid out there for a few minutes. When I got out, she had to go and take a dump and she literally stunk up the shop. When she came out, she told me that I'd made it smell good in the bathroom. This had creeped me out because it sounded kind of pervy, but I tried to rationalize it by telling myself she meant my perfume lingered in the stall, but I doubt it. When I left work that day an hour before her, she told me, you're all right, sweetheart, which also skeeved me out. The weeks that passed and she was the same, constantly talking about her sex life in too much detail. She then actually started quizzing me about my own, and I told her I didn't feel comfortable discussing that with her. She got aggressive, and she told me I was being prissy, which pissed me off. I don't see how it's bad to not want to tell some random woman about your sex life. Then she asked me if I wanted to hang out outside of work with her and Jay. Before I could even answer, she asked if I'd met Jay. I stuttered that I wasn't sure. I mean, I'd seen him, but we hadn't met. She then told me aggressively, You have met him. We've seen you. Tall guy with a walking stick. Yeah, you've seen us out before. I again felt awkward. Why was she so aggressive and out of the blue at times? And why was she acting like a cop interrogating me? I just said back, yeah, I've seen him around, I guess. She stared at me. She asked me again if I wanted to go to the pub with them. I told her no, and she asked me why. Who asks that? It also seemed kind of weird that a 50-year-old woman would want a girl of my age hanging out with her and her fiancé. I said I was too busy. Then she scoffed and said, I have a hard time believing a young girl like you is too busy on a weekend to go out. Her rudeness made me angry, and I told her I was busy that night, and that was it. I actually said it with an edge to my voice, and it seemed to shut her up. From that day on, though, she kept asking me to hang out. I had told my friends about it, and one of them told me it sounded like they were trying to set up a threesome between us. I thought that she was joking, but she was dead serious. She told me that Alice seemed very weird and creepy, and to stay away from her. The more I thought about it, the more I actually wondered if she's onto something. I mean, Alice does tell me specifically about her and Jay's sex life, and it's constant and detailed. There was also an incident where she told me her breast size and asked for mine. I refused to tell her and she got mad. She stares at me all the time as well, but I've never met Jay face to face. It makes me feel sick to think about. My boss is very accommodating to my uni schedule, so I asked to swap my shifts around so I wouldn't be on with Alice anymore. I told her I needed the switch due to uni, and she shifted things around for me. I've not worked with Alice since, and I'm really doing my best to avoid her, especially being alone with her. If she ever tries anything, I'm ready to defend myself. I've also decided that I need to be more firm and maybe even rude towards her whenever she starts her nonsense. I never want her to have an opportunity to do anything creepy if that really is her intention. It's scary to think that she might be up to something, considering that she's so much older than me and she's so aggressive, and her fiancé seems just as much of a weirdo as she is. I just hope she never tries anything, and I'm sharing this story to remind people to never be polite to anyone who's acting weird towards you, 
as it really can encourage them. It needs to be nipped in the bud right away. I just hope Alice leaves me alone from now on. But if she doesn't, I'll tell our manager because I won't let her do anything messed up to me. This whole situation has just been really stressful, but I'm glad that for now she's not been able to get at me. I just hope it stays that way. Hey everyone, sorry for the interruption from the stories, but I need to thank today's sponsor Uncommon Goods for sponsoring today's episode. If you want to hear where'd you get that this holiday season, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I personally love coffee, and they have a lot of cool coffee mugs that I really like that I'm definitely going to be getting. Another really cool thing about Uncommon Goods is when you're shopping there, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are often made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, Go to uncommongoods.com slash cannibal. That's uncommongoods.com slash cannibal for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods. We're out of the ordinary. So to start this off, this took place in 2020. And I didn't know anything about what I'm about to tell you until my mom had told me from running into an old friend who was involved into this whole thing. My mom had gone to HEB, which is a grocery store for those who don't know, and had ran into an old friend who we'll call Matt. As they were talking, they landed on the topic of where they are now. Matt still lives in the same house as he did with his family, and my mom was going to tell him where we lived, until he then said... I know where you live. A house with a red door on 123 Street, right? My mom looked confused and asked how he knew that. And that's when he told her that he had gone out one night to get something and that he had saw me. Now, let me give some details here. I'm a male who stands at about 6 foot 6 and I was 21 at the time. I worked at a gas station that was surrounded by neighborhoods and was a 5 minute walk from my house. It didn't close until like midnight, and sometimes I would walk home, but most times a coworker would set the alarm and drive me home. But this one night, my coworker's car was filled with a bunch of stuff, and so I just had to walk. It didn't bother me because these neighborhoods are very safe, as I would often see cops drive up and down the street all the time. Anyway, Matt saw me halfway down the hill, and a car was driving slowly behind me. So he chose to follow, and as I turned down my street, the car had parked to see where I lived. Matt had turned down the street and had then did a U-turn in someone's driveway. And now Matt was facing towards the exit of my street, and the car that followed me was pointing down my street. Matt then rolled down his window, as did the other car that had the two guys in it. And Matt then said, Hey, you don't need to be following that kid. Leave him alone. 
Well, the driver then says back, Shut the hell up. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Well, Matt didn't like that, and he always had a handgun on him, and he literally pulled it out and aimed it right at the men, then replied, You want to say that again? The men now scared shitless took off out of my street. Matt then turned to see if I was safe, and he just barely saw me close the red door to the house not too far from the street's entrance. I soon left that job, and I found out afterwards that it had actually been bought by a different company, and I learned my boss was a crack addict. My family thinks that she owed people money, and had told these guys that I had their money. I really hope I see Matt again to thank him for saving me from a mugging, or possibly even worse. It was October of 2022, and I was working on a marketing team for a very successful law firm in New Orleans. All went down south when a bad employee was fired and refused to accept that our firm was moving on without her. I'm going to use different names for everyone involved in this story, so I'll just call her Tess. Tess was a very nice and kind person at our firm. She would always smile and brighten up any room that she walked into. We all thought that she was a great paralegal, but her work ethic was just not up to par with how much work was coming in. She worked here longer than most of the paralegals, but always had to ask a million questions just to complete simple tasks. She had also been caught lying about having COVID just to work from home, and would post Facebook photos of herself at the hair salon on Facebook. Her poor work ethic had finally caught up to her one day, and one of our attorneys let her go. I could hear Tess crying as she walked out of the office. But please, Miss June, I'll do better. Don't make me feel played. Don't make me feel like a clown here. I could hear June trying to shush her and calm her down, but Tess would just not stop yelling. How could you do this to me? She said as she approached the main attorney's office door. June started to tell her that she had to leave now and did not disturb the attorney as he was in a very important meeting. You cannot do this to me, she cried as she walked out of our office building. I also recall her continuously stating that she was not the office clown and she didn't deserve to be fired like this. Of course, the next day there were whispers and gossip around the office about how odd Tess had been acting. There were jokes made and small rumors, but we all tried to keep it hush-hush and professional. My desk was right near a window and I could hear one of the main attorneys talking with the attorney who fired her. He was telling her about how Tess had called his personal cell ten times back to back. He said that he had blocked her number, but was telling June that he hoped she would stop. The same day, our firm received an email that came in through our main contact form. The main contact form is usually used for potential clients to inquire about their legal issues, but this time it was Tess. The email was long and a huge word salad. The name in the email was listed as clown, with her former work email as her contact email. It read something along the lines of, I cannot believe you would do this to me. Y'all must really think I'm someone you can hire and play. I ain't no clown, and I don't accept no tomfoolery. At the bottom of the message, in all caps, it read, I am not your clown. Not much was said about this odd email. Our firm kind of just avoided the issue and just tried to move on from it. I wish that things would have been addressed sooner, 
because Tessa's bullshit was far from over. One young paralegal said she had received an email from Tessa's personal Gmail account. It was images of the two of them at our 2021 Christmas party. The message included read, Hello, I woke up this morning very sad. I had a dream last night that the two of us were still at the firm's Christmas party. We were enjoying ourselves, and I was still employed and working amongst all of you. I remember you kept trying to give me a drink, but I told you that I don't drink alcohol. Well, safe to say some things have changed since I was fired. The paralegal forwarded this to human resources and expressed concern for her own safety. This is finally when the firm decided to take matters into their own hands. They had sent us a mass email saying they were aware of the harassment caused by Tess, and that if anyone felt unsafe at the office, they could work from home. They mentioned that they would update all of our security, and they would like the employees to let them know of any strange calls or emails that they got. This was just all too much for us. Some of us were genuinely terrified and didn't know what the hell would happen next. While employed here, Tessa really seemed like an extremely nice lady. She was always so warming and kind. She didn't seem like the brightest tool in the shed, but she would always brighten up our day with her positive attitude. We were just all so confused. What happened? Did she snap? Was she going through something that none of us knew about? We all felt extremely sad for her considering that she always seemed a little off and odd, but this time her behavior was just really bizarre. Fast forward to October 31st. Yeah, Halloween. It's Halloween and the firm wanted to lighten things up by providing drinks, snacks, and even let us wear a costume if we wanted to. It was a very fun day, and it seemed like we all began to forget all about Tess until the next morning when we all got to work. November 1st, I checked my email to find myself in a huge group email with almost every coworker of mine. The email was sent to everyone at about 4 in the morning. It included a disturbing image of Tessa's old professional firm photo that was on our website. It looked like she had edited the photo with Microsoft Paint to make herself look like a frowning clown. She was an overweight black woman with short hair, but in the edited photo, her face looked painted white and her lips were red and frowning. Her hair looked like a big red afro and she had even drawn a big red round nose on her. The email subject was captioned as, a sad clown, and the body of the email said, I really miss you all. After this, our firm had gotten the police involved to do a wellness check on her. Apparently, everything was fine with Tess when they checked. This seemed to finally be the end of her harassment. A year's passed, and we haven't received any more odd messages from Tess. But there was a rumor when our IT person accessed her computer that there were hundreds of photos of clowns. I'm not exactly sure if I believe that one, but I sure hope things have gotten better for Tess. Tess, if you happen to be listening to this, we all wish you well. You deserve a great job, and I really hope you've learned from all your mistakes and have gotten the help that you need. Take care. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always, stay.